6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Right now, though, sniffling, sneezing, runny nose. <laughs> Are you excited that it's spring? Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of year, and with tree pollen and snow mold, uh, a lot of people uh, starting to suffer with uh, those spring allergies. Add to it those brutal winds that we had uh, recently. If you suffer from allergies, yeah, it's a pretty rough time. So what do you do about it, and how to tell if it's cold or allergies? Our next guest is an allergist and a professor of medicine at the U of A. Uh, doctor, I want to welcome you to the show, and, and I I was given a pronunciation of your name, but can you just please do it for me so I can get it right? Yes, it's Harisius Vliagoftis. Vliagoftis. Well, welcome to the show, and I appreciate you making time for us this afternoon. Welcome to 6.30, Chad. Nice to be here. Is it this time of year that things really start to kick up and people start to have more and more problems with those allergies? Yeah, it's very common every year uh, in our area here as soon as the snow melts people start having more allergy problems and often is what people call the snow mold around here that's the first thing that kind of flies in the air uh, molds that have grown under the snow all winter they start kind of getting up in the air again as soon as the snow melts and cause symptoms soon after that we get as you said before the grasses and the trees and all the pollen that will start coming in the air over the next month and a half or so so it's a busy time and uh, for for a lot of folks it's uh it's a, it's a time to suffer with those runny nose and the the headaches and the watery eyes um do we know why some people suffer from these types of allergies and and others don't my husband suffers with them um they just and, and my boys do but i don't whatsoever is it just the way we're made up yeah, a lot of this is the way each one of us is made up, and that's why we see some people get allergies and some people don't. We definitely know they run in families, so if your parents have allergies, it's very likely you will develop allergies in your life. But there are probably a lot of other reasons that some of them we understand and some we still have a lot of open questions on that. Does... Um yeah, I, I'm just, I, you know, all that big, for, okay, let's start with this. Can can you, how can you tell the difference between if you have a, a cold or if it's allergies at this time of year, especially with COVID going around? It's often there is some overlap in the symptoms, so sometimes it's tough to kind of separate them. Obviously, there are some more classic symptoms of infections, you know, a cold versus allergies. For example, if you have fever, it's probably not from your allergies. You probably have something else. Mm. But a lot of the symptoms, sometimes it's confusing and, you know, you have to kind of take into account other other characteristics of what you have. For example, if you have them every time when you go outside and you're <laughs> exposed to a lot of pollens or a lot of mold, then probably it's not your, it's not an infection, it's more your allergies. But sometimes there are still open questions, and it's probably in this case is good to ask your doctor and, you know, try to kind of identify what is the problem. And doctor, all those, you know, those big strong winds that we'd been dealing with over the last little while, especially over the weekend, how do they play into allergies? Can they make the situation worse by blowing things around even more, or does that play a role in it at all? 
probably the main role it plays is that really, as you said, it blows things around. So a lot of these allergens, whether they are the molds or the pollens later on, are actually flying in the air and it's easier to inhale them instead of being kind of sitting on the ground and not affect us as much. And the other obviously kind of thing is that, uh, you know, the air becomes drier often with these strong winds. And drier air often irritates also our airways more than just the pollens or the molds, and that might exacerbate the symptoms. For those who have um, symptoms caused by the snow mold that you touched on earlier, can that just happen by going outside? Or is that if you're digging, doing some yard work, is that when it's going to be worse? I mean, it's both. I mean, a lot of the snow mold, you know, obviously it's times of the year that it's around, and just after the snow melts, it flies in the air, so it could affect you just by being outside. But obviously, the closer you are to the ground at these times of the years, and the more you actually move the dirt around, so you help things kind of fly in the air, probably your symptoms would get worse. Um, you know, I, I think we know the the, the usual um, the things to do when you when you have you know the the, the runny nose and the, the watery eyes that sort of stuff. I mean, you can keep a, an eye on uh, pollen counts. Oftentimes, you know, Environment Canada has has those websites and, and that sort of stuff. When you're outside, uh, should folks be wearing a mask if they're super sensitive to allergies? And let's say that pollen count is high, or they're doing yard work what do you think it is tough to tell we don't have very good data for these things uh. now the last couple of years everybody is wearing a mask <laughs> so it, you know, it's probably easier to avoid it but you know we know that probably in activities that could have very high exposure wearing a mask probably will slow down this exposure now, as we know, there are also other very good ways. I mean, we have these days some very good medications that we can use for these allergies. And probably for people that have bad symptoms, they should inquire with their physicians to see if they can find the appropriate treatment for them to help with their allergies. So there, there is more than just the over-the-counter remedies, if it's that bad? Yeah. Yeah, there are, you know, some over-the-counter. We have some antihistamines that are over-the-counter, but there are other ones that are prescription. So there are stronger medications that your doctor could give you. But we have also other options like uh, some of the corticosteroid, either nasal sprays or eye drops that can help a lot with the symptoms and a few other things that are more... Uh, medication that would be prescribed by your doctor. I know I have a number of people texting in right now saying that one of the things that they do to help out is to do a nasal rinse. And I think uh, some people are, are pretty fearful of doing that or they think, oh my gosh, that's going to be uh, really odd to do. But a uh, number of people, a number of my listeners right now saying that that's a, a saving grace for them. Yeah, it's very useful. I mean, nasal rinses are very useful both for kind of decreasing the exposure to whatever you have just inhaled, but also for controlling the symptoms more long term by cleaning the mucus from our nose and all the kind of inhaled particles that have stayed there for a long time. It's a very effective way of dealing with these symptoms. It could be a little uncomfortable and different people kind of finding more or less uncomfortable, but if but it is effective, and I had a lot of patients that after they tried it, they like it because they see that it helps. Also. We, we talk a lot about being outside and, and dealing with uh, your allergies from being outside. Are there things that we can do inside our home to make things better? 
Obviously, there are a lot of allergens also that grow inside houses or indoor environments. You know, some molds that even grow indoors. There are house dust mites or dust mites, small creatures that live from human skin and grow in the dust in the houses. And our pets have a lot of allergens on them. So there is a lot of exposure to allergens also indoors. I mean, there are ways that you can decrease the exposure to these allergens and usually, you know, being able to remove this allergen from the house, it's the best way. And there are different options depending on the allergen, from having filters in your ventilation system uh, and various other options that, again, it's worth this kind of discussing with your pharmacist or with your physician to find what's the best way for your house. Before I let you go, do do people outgrow allergies like these? Will they diminish as we get older? Well, it's very common for, especially, you know, between childhood and adulthood, it's common for allergies to go away. It's at least that's common if they stay into adulthood to go away later. But still, some people outgrow them. But on the same way, some people that did not have allergies as a kid might develop allergies, late, uh-huh. allergies later in life. So it can go both ways. So we are never safe, I guess, from allergies. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you busy, doctor, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for making time for us this afternoon. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. Yes, Bye-bye. Dr. Hariosiosis Avliagoftis joining me this afternoon. He's an allergist and a professor of medicine at the University of Alberta. I had a number of people saying, hey, can you do something on, a, on allergies uh, for us this time of year? Always, always sucks. So there you go. Uh, little uh, tips there. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing. I watch uh, my boys, my family, uh, this time of year and over the next few weeks, my gosh, we go through uh, over-the-counter antihistamines like when they're going out of style because it hits them and hits them so hard. On the other hand, Absolutely no, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Knock on wood, knock on wood. Okay.